The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Well, Bryce Gibbs played 268 games after being the number one draft pick in the 2006 draft. Uh, played for the Blues, where he won a uh, John Nichols medal before finishing his career at Adelaide. And now, it's a great pleasure to say he's part of the SEN team and AFL Nation as well. And he joins us on the line. Uh, Bryce, welcome to you. Thanks for your time, mate. Good morning, Sammy. Simon. Great to hear from you. Hope you had a good new year. Uh, it was a big story uh, out your way yesterday, and um, we were speaking earlier about, I guess, the, the bravery, uh, and I call it bravery, of Fisher Mackesy to make a decision that um, people wouldn't have expected. Some might not even understand, but um, to depart from what's expected and to do what is right for him, and that was to, to hang up the boots at the age of, of 21. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and, yeah, it would have, certainly would have come uh, as a shock to, to a couple of people, but um, you yeah, know it is it is a little bit sad to see and it was a little bit disappointing. Obviously, a, a high draft pick for for the Adelaide Crows only a few years ago um, that they really needed. I think they were they were drafting for for the future down in their backline. Obviously, uh, he was seen as a, a potential replacement for for Daniel Talia uh, after he retired. So. Um, certainly showed a lot of promise and a, a lot of the dealings I had with Fisher um, were, were really positive ones. So, um, yeah, for him to, to make... I, I'm with you. It's a brave decision, certainly not an easy decision. I think he was quoted saying how difficult the decision was mm. to come to, but um, it sounds like this, this is the right decision for him at the moment um, and, and one that uh, he's, he's content with. Yeah, we should point out, obviously, it might not be forever. Who knows what's to, to come? He's a young man. I, I I don't know how well you knew him, Bryce. I know you often get asked to, to discuss, you know, the pressure on high draft picks, given you were one and you also relocated interstate. There's the, the support network around players has obviously come a long way in, in recent times. I mean, can you speak a bit to that? I mean, obviously, he had the talent, but perhaps not the, the desire. I mean, it, it takes the, the whole package, but there would be many players in the competition like him that don't live and breathe and, and eat the game. Oh, you're 100% right. And, and every everybody's different. Everyone's personality is different. Everyone handles pressures differently, I suppose. And, and there's no doubt. I mean, when, when you're an early pick, there is added pressure and and fans and supporters um, can be a little bit impatient at times. I think sometimes early picks are expected to come in and, and make a, an immediate impact. And, and sometimes that's not always the case. And we see a lot, uh, especially with the, the bigger boys, they do take a little bit longer. But you, you would have thought by now that um, the, the talent that he had, and, and as you said, the that the upside that he had, he'd be he'd be certainly be a lock in their defence at the moment. But um, oh look, I mean there might be other reasons that has affected that him personally. But the dealings I had with him, I had a lot of optimism when he came into the club. He was he was very um, he, he was very mature beyond his ages, um, very respectful, and he actually reminded me of a, a young Jacob Wiedering that stepped into to Carlton when when he first. Um, uh, got drafted, so I certainly had a lot of a uh, lot of excitement around what what he could do for the footy club, and and as we as we've seen it, it just hasn't worked out. And and, and as you said, the, the AFL caper and the the day to day grind, it's not for everyone. It, it can be tough work, and and certainly relocating. And and we got to remember too, it was in a in a COVID year. It was I think that's COVID just hit when he first walked in the door. So the dynamics around the footy club and the trainings and the schedule was certainly a lot different to to what it is now. And 
Uh, maybe he felt isolated at times. And um, now that everything's back on track and uh, back sort of back to the way it used to be, um, yeah, AFL footy and the day-to-day grind just might not be for him. And, and sometimes that's okay as well. Bryce, interesting from your point of view, you've experienced the, the relocation that you refer to. When people are under president, I think the first thing you go to is is something you relate to, something where your comfort zone is. So if you're home here in Melbourne, it's it's where you were born and bred. You you go home and, and, and things are very familiar to you. Your surroundings are all very comfortable. Tell us about some of the pressures you've experienced when you, you came over from Adelaide to Melbourne and you know things aren't going exactly the way you want them to. You know, what what did you call on? How, how did you find strength to continue to cope? I was pretty lucky, Simon. Um, I think a big um, reason for me to to find the transition easier, I, I obviously was a, a high pick and, and got an opportunity early uh, in, a, in a struggling site. Um, so I certainly felt a part of the team uh, pretty much straight away. So I think, I think that helps. And it wasn't probably un- until later in my career when I, when I found um, some of the struggles in terms of being in and out of the side and trying to find form and, and trying to find your place in the side. At the end of my career, I was able to handle that a lot better as I'd had a lot of experience behind me and, and been in the system for a long period of time. If I'd had a dealt with that at the start of my career, I certainly would have struggled a lot more with it. And, and I struggled with it at the end of it to be honest as well. Mm. So for, for guys to, to go through that, it, it's extremely hard. Um, and yeah, obviously relocating is difficult. And as I said before, in a, in a COVID year or two made it extremely harder because you couldn't go out and socialise with other players and, and meet other people as well. So that certainly made it harder. But I was actually drafted with Mark Austin, who I went to school with and, and who's one of my best mates as well. So being, having, having one of your best mates there with me going through the experience and being a part of the team and playing every week uh, certainly made it a lot easier. Um, But I think Fisher did play about uh, eight or 10 games in his first year. So we certainly got an opportunity early and um, would have have certainly felt a a part of the the team straight away. But um, yeah, obviously found it a a lot harder after that. And um, yeah, as I said, it it affects everyone in, in different ways. It's fascinating, you know, to, to listen to you talk about that, Bryce. That you know, at the end of your career, you were still craving when that you know, th- those uh, life choices, if you like, started to happen, and those challenges were, were being thrust in front of you. That you still, after being such a long period away from home, were, were actually wanting the comforts of home to help you make those decisions and cope with what was being put in front of you. Oh, certainly. I mean, I'm, not, I'm more talking about, uh, you know, getting picked for the side and, and trying to get your way back in and and just keeping high standards at training and, and showing the coaches everything to get back in. In terms of coming back to Adelaide, I was at a point in my life where uh, that was the right decision for our family and, you know, starting to have young children and, and those sort of things that sort of certainly came into my decision-making then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of the day-to-day working to, to earn your spot back and um, and trying to, to play consistent footy, to play in the best 22. Um, yeah, I found that certainly hard at the end of my career and I certainly wouldn't have been able to... It would have been a, a, certainly a lot tougher at the start of my career, which I didn't experience because I, I was playing at a team that was struggling and, and got 
probably a lot more opportunity than I would have if I was playing in a strongly side save. Speaking of Bryce Gibbs, Bryce, what's your read on your old mob, Carlton? You played more than 200 games for him. Still got a couple of uh, former teammates at the club. Um, they overhauled their identity completely, obviously, under Michael Voss last year. Ultimately, it ended with a sour taste and injuries were a factor last year. And then uh, the devastating news for them is obviously that Sam Walsh is out indefinitely with back surgery. But what level of optimism should Carlton supporters have as uh, Michael Voss enters uh, his second season in charge? Well, I think it's uh, it's the times now, isn't it, Sam? Uh, I don't think there's there's many more excuses for Carlton uh, as it mm. sits. So I'm certainly very very optimistic. I, I think they've got the right pieces in place now to to have a a really a, a four to five year um, really really successful period. I mean, they've got a great list. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, I think there's still a lot of improvement to come uh, in a lot of their players as well. Um, yeah, the forward line, they got the two twin towers up there in, in Colonel and Mackay. Um, their midfield have uh, got a good, really good inside-outside balance, and they're, they're, a lot of them are really good two-way runners. And, and their defence, they've got some great attacking options off the back there, and, and one of the best key defenders in the game. So in terms of the, the team dynamics, I mm. think it's, it sits really well. Um, I think. Even uh, a, a little thing in terms of individual awards now. So you've got a couple of guys that have won Coleman's now. You've got a Brownlow medalist in there. All those sort of individual awards that you don't go out to play for and win, but they've all been ticked off now. So they don't really have to worry about those sort of things anymore. They can just focus on winning games of footy and, and having a, a really successful period at this footy club, which they haven't had for a very long time. So I think... The times now, they should be, they certainly should be aiming for top four. I think it's certainly doable in what is going to be a, a pretty even competition, though. I think the, the top eight is going to be uh, mm. ex- extremely uh, challenging to get into and, and very competitive. But um, it's now or never for, for Carlton. And I think the time's down. And I think uh, the right pieces are in place to do something special. And just got 30 seconds here before we let you go. But I know you know him quite well. Jason Orr Francis made the, the big switch. I mean, it did blow up the trade period um, last year to go back home. He's at Port Adelaide, of course. You mentored him, uh, uh, I guess, to some degree at South Adelaide. He's back training again. How, what sort of space is, uh, is he in, do you know? Yeah, really good. He was uh, he was even in a better space before he, he had this little hiccup mm. with his hips and his surgery. He was running some personal best times and was really keen to, to hit pre-season uh, on, a, on a strong note. Uh, I, I think he's back running now. Um, he'll ramp up his, his program over the next couple of months and uh, he'll be ready to go. He's, he's really keen to, to prove a few wrong that have that have knocked his decision to, to come back home. But, uh, I mean, Porter are primed to bounce back as well this year. They're, they're extremely well-placed and the improvement uh, of Jason and, you know, um, Butters and, and Josh Sin, I think. Uh, Dersma is another one that can, can really take this club uh, back to the top eight, I think, this year. Always good to talk to you, mate. Appreciate your insights. Uh, have a good day. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. There's Bryce Gibbs there uh, over in Adelaide off the back of uh, Fisher Mackesy's decision to retire yesterday. But uh, always great. You okay? No. You're as white as a sheet, aren't you? They just had a snake. Even the snake on a television oh, sends man. you up there. Did you see that? It was they the milked st- a death adder <laughs> on sunrise. Did you see the two hosts? Yeah. They couldn't even sit on the couch while no. they were doing it. it no, two- that was... Oh, that, that was horrendous. To be fair to you, that was pretty full on. Oh. Uh, you went quiet there for a moment. Now oh. I know why. Uh, we'll take a break. It's our final one. Back to wrap up and hand over to uh, to the swooper. Julian DeStoop up next.